0: Remember when you were a kid, and each night as the lights went out, you were convinced there was a monster in your closet or even under your bed. Pulling the covers higher and higher over your head, the nightlight only made the shadows in your room even scarier. You'd finally fall asleep and the next day, not a single word mentioned to anyone at breakfast, let alone school, as then all of the kids would think you were just weird. If you did mention to mom or dad, or maybe an older brother or sister, they usually laughed it off dismissively. There's no monsters in your closet. Stop wanting attention. So, you kept it to yourself, night after night, hoping it would just go away. This is what mental illness can feel like. Scared alone ashamed to say anything had someone shown you it was okay by checking under the bed before turning out the lights or going through the closet with a flashlight you would have said "Ooh, thanks that really helped sure there would still be nights you'd hear bump and freeze but someone showing you the night before it was okay made it a little easier to fall asleep But just like monsters under our beds then, no one is wanting to talk about what keeps us up at night now. It's time we stop hiding under the covers and talk about mental health. One out of four people in the United States suffers from a mental disorder. One out of four. Tonight around the dinner table or next time you hop into an Uber, one of you is more than likely struggling with something that you or they can't just wish away. And this is why the month of May is so important, for May being Mental Health Awareness Month. It's time to talk, and it's time to be aware, but it's also time to start doing something about it. This episode is the first of four in a series surrounding the importance of mental health, as over the next four weeks, I hope to bring awareness to the conversation of what is typically heavy in content, yet lights in public discussion. So, without further ado, let's begin. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. Let's take a road trip. Not literally, but just come along. Close your eyes as I'd like to walk you through a visual. I'm going to tell you a story. Eyes closed and in a comfy spot, I'd like for you to imagine a friend stopping by unexpectedly. You open the door and as they place a small box in your hand, they run off and say, I hate to drop and run, but this is for you and I'm sorry, but I gotta go. Leaving the box in your hand... You're a bit confused, a bit curious and a bit bewildered all at once as they hop into an Uber and speed off. But 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 you say, "You've left your car in my driveway." Shaking your head, you open the box and find a set of keys and a note inside. "I want you to have my car. Cheers. XO. XO." "I'm so confused," you say as you look in your driveway. And sure enough, there it is, a car in your driveway. Did they make a mistake? I don't understand. Why is this in my driveway all of a sudden? You take the keys and leave them on the counter, expecting that they would come back, well, maybe later tonight. Well, the night turns late, and you're tired of waiting past your bedtime, and decide to call it the night. Maybe tomorrow, you say. Tomorrow comes, and as you're having your morning coffee, a knock comes to the door. Ah, there they are, you say. But opening the door, you see a map on your doorstep with another note. Sorry, meant to leave us for you yesterday. Have fun. Cheers. XO. XO. Still in pajamas, the car is still in your driveway. And you? You're still standing bewildered. As you close the door, lay in the map next to the keys, and... Or another cup. I have strange friends, you say. One day passes. Two days pass. Five days have passed as the keys in the map they haven't moved. I probably don't even know how to drive it, you say to yourself. I don't know. I'm sure I'd scratch it or run into a tree or to a ditch or something. Knowing me, the klutz, I always ruin something. Another day passes. Now... A week has passed, as the car is covered in bird poop and pollen. Where would I go anyway, you say. I just drive around aimlessly. What's the point in that? And then the phone rings It's your neighbor. Hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but would you mind dropping me at work if you have a moment? My car is in the shop, and I have no way of getting there. Sure, you say, without thinking about it. Thanks, I'll head over. You hang up and you realize that you're still in your pajamas, and that the car is blocking your car in the driveway. Ugh. right, I'll take the new one. Fine. You say. I'm just taking her to work, and then back home. I'm not going anywhere else. Hopping in along with your neighbor, you make small talk during the trip until she says, oh, this is where I work, to your surprise. It was such a short trip, you thought. You were actually enjoying the conversation and the company. Can I pick you up later, you ask? No, I'm good. I got a ride. Thanks, she says as she closes the door. Still parked, you sit for a moment and look around. I don't know, you say to yourself. It was kind of nice. I don't really feel like going home yet, but I don't know where else to go. You decide to stop by the library as it's been ages since you volunteered there, much less stepped into the place. Walking in, you notice a post asking for part-time help. I guess it would give me something to do, you say. Maybe just a few hours, a couple days a week. After a few weeks, and since starting part-time at the library, you've noticed the difference in getting out of the house, even just for the little things. The neighbor joins you for a walk twice a week. Thursdays? You hit Trader Joe's, and Sundays are afternoon lunches with the family. Not every day is occupied, but you have noticed how much better you feel when doing something active. Be it yard work or letting the kids slide by with his books being a few extra days overdue. You've created a routine, as you have found sitting idle is an open door for the negative thoughts to plant root and grow in your mind. You don't always feel like restocking the books after another group of second graders come visit the library, but it's fun to hear them laugh, and it's a change of scenery at the end of a long day. Now, Chad, I'm so confused. I thought this episode was about depression, like how to deal with feeling sad, how to get past not getting out of bed, how life will never be the same, depression... And you're right. So let's revisit our story along with a few tips on how to work through the bounce of depression. Here we go. Remember the friend dropping the keys to a car and running off? The car in our story represents depression. Depression may be something you never asked for, never wanted in the first place, but it's in your driveway. And, while you can roll your eyes at it being there, along with the keys on the counter all you want, each morning as you look out the window, it's still there. It's the elephant in the room, or, in this case, the car in the driveway, so to speak. Depression isn't your fault. I'm going to say that again. Depression isn't your fault. A friend dropping a set of keys and running off as you still have sleep in your eyes was none of your doing. A parked car next to your mailbox? That wasn't your doing. But peering out the window each morning isn't going to move the car. It's not going to wish it away. It's only going to keep you blocked in where you are. The neighbor calling was the catalyst, the, well, Maybe I should start doing something, I guess. I.e. talking to someone. And by someone, I mean someone professional. Someone that will get you on the right path down the road. It took the encouragement of someone else to begin turning the wheels, to initiate moving in a forward direction. In psychology lingo, this is called behavioral activation, which is just a fancy way of saying, Gradually increasing activity to experience more things that make you feel good. I'm paraphrasing that. But getting out and talking to someone, i.e. the neighbor, and then the next step, developing a positive routine. It felt good to get out. It felt good to talk to someone. It felt good to leave your four corners. Staying physically and mentally active keeps you out of the proverbial quicksand of depression, reliving past moments, constantly feeding thoughts that are negative, isolating yourself from others. Creating routines will help keep such thoughts at bay as you become more confident in yourself and feel accomplished in the activities you've committed to. Depression is overwhelming, it's debilitating. But, it doesn't mean you have to poke your head out every morning and sigh at it being there. There's help, proven scientific and medical help, to hand you the keys in steering your life and the direction you've wanted to go for so long. I know a cutesy story about a friend dropping the keys to a car will not be the instant fix. I get that. I understand. And that suddenly the dark clouds are just going to roll away. That's not how it works. But my hope is for you to realize, my hope is for you to know that depression, it isn't you. Depression is an illness, just like asthma or diabetes, but it's not your identity. There's help for people struggling with asthma and for people with diabetes, just as much as there's help for people with depression. This is an illness, but there is help. So please take the time to visit commentdownpodcast.com. Scroll to the bottom as you will find numerous professional resources waiting to hand you the keys to living without depression.